Hello and welcome. Thank you for joining me today. I would like to talk a little bit about the primary sources of Norse mythology and paganism, but it's quite difficult because unfortunately very little religious content was ever written when it comes to Norse pagan because they really did value oral history and oral teachings over everything else. However, as touched on in a previous episode, there are still some important texts about Norse pagan beliefs that were written down after the area converted to Christianity. Should you be new to looking into Norse paganism, there have been recommendations on reading the poetic Edda and the prose Edda. These sources reveal the Norse pagan cosmology and they contain the many stories about the gods. Another highly recommended book is the Havamel which is more of a guide on how to live. This is a book that has sometimes also been called the Words of Odin, or Odin's Words. The Havamel also contains wisdom about topics like how to be a good host, how to ensure your legacy is remembered, how to maintain strong friendships, future generations. It's a great text to help you understand the culture. If you decide to read the Havamel, you should be asking yourself if you share any of these values. If you feel inspired by any of the text, it's a really good indicator that you could be looking in the right place, and Norse paganism might in fact be for you. Many of the passages in the Havamel state the importance of maintaining friendships and strong overall community connections. Community is actually a big aspect of Norse paganism. Most modern Norse pagans likewise seek to form groups and meet often so that they can worship the gods together. This can also sometimes be a spiritual path, but also a strong community. When it comes to practicing Norse pagan religion, there are certain things that can be done. For example, the gift cycle is how we engage with our gods and with each other and promote harmonious relationships. As it says in the Havamel, be your friend's true friend. Return gift for gift. You should think about what that means for you. Gifts can be offered to spirits, ancestors, and gods, and through these offerings we deepen our relationships to them. A gift is something you give to somebody without expecting anything in return. It's not a payment for services rendered or a bribe. It's not transactional. It's not a negotiation of power like you might see in witchcraft, where a witch uses their skills to work with a power beyond themselves to accomplish a goal or learn something. A gift cycle is a relationship which deepens through shared gifts. I give to you to share my friendship to you. You give back, and I trust that you're a friend to me. If I stop giving gifts, or you stop giving gifts, then that trust dissolves and that relationship ceases to grow. Many Norse pagans believe in the existence of the gods identified by the names they were called by the different Germanic peoples. For most of them, that's Thor, Odin, Freya, and Frey. One thing to note is all prayers don't have to have offerings, but all offerings have a prayer. Prayer can take the form of anything from the spontaneous to the elaborate. However, there is a reasonably common form, which is 1. Invocation. Name the god or goddess you want to pray to or offer to. 2. Request gratitude. After addressing the god, you can humbly make a request. Sometimes this can be something of desperate immediate need or of something desired in the future. 
You can also express gratitude for something that has already been given. Three is offering. If you're making an offering, now would be the time to do it, along with a good description of the item being offered, referencing why it's the gift you give. And number four is closing. You can close with a phrase like, a gift for a gift, or hail and farewell, or in your holy name I pray. Something that gives an impression of what it is you expect from the relationship you've established. Now to talk about one of my favorite elements, feasting. Feasting is exactly what it sounds like. It's a big party after the community blot. And blot is the old Norse word for sacrifice. There are different theories about where the word came from. Some think it's linked to blood uh, and, and words of old slaughter rituals. Some think it's linked to bless. The closer word to sacrifice is blessing. So there's the theory that goes along with that. Traditionally, the feast would be the responsibility of the host. The host would provide everything from the meal to the entertainment, and this was considered to be an incredible honor. Hospitality is one of the core values of Norse Pagan, so hosting a feast after a blot is both a great responsibility and a great honor. Certain other cultures do things. Um, we have Thanksgiving, we have the Christmas dinner. Feasting is a big part of most cultures, and I know it's one I particularly enjoy to indulge in. I hope you are finding these informative, and I will at some point be requesting some feedback. There will be a comment section or a blog of some description where people can reach out to me and tell me how they think and how they feel this is going and whether there's anything I should change or do differently. Uh, I'm looking forward to that, but that's coming in the next few weeks. It has been great to be your host, and I will drop the next episode next Sunday. Thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day.